Right. How is everyone doing? Uh, it is Saturday, September 10th. I'm Praying Medic, and this is Supernatural Saturday. Welcome to the broadcast. So I've got a uh, broadcast for you today, a message that is by request from a number of people. I actually received an email uh, a couple days ago from a woman who wanted to know uh, how she could tell that the things that she saw in visions or the things she heard in her mind were from God uh, and not from her. And when I put out the request yesterday for topics to discuss, um, that one was a popular one. Uh, quite a few people asked if I would do a message explaining how we can know whether we're hearing God. How do we know that we're not being deceived? How do we know we're not hearing a demon, and how do we know that we're not just making something up? So that is going to be the subject of this discussion. Uh, and I, I want to start out, the, and this is going to be a two-part message. The first part of, the, of the, this broadcast is going to be a teaching uh, lesson on how to know whether we're hearing God, and then the second part I'm going to talk about uh, communications issues uh, that I think are coming and uh, what, what I'm doing to, to mitigate and to prepare for communications problems. So if you're interested in knowing what I plan to do in the event that they, there's an internet disruption, stay, stay tuned. The end of this uh, message I'll have a second message that's going to be on, uh, describe what I'm thinking, what I'm concerned about, what my plans are. And, um, and, and where our ministry is headed, potentially. Uh, so if you're a member of our board of directors, uh, you'll want to pay attention to this. All right, so how do we know that we're hearing uh, God's voice? It's natural to have doubt and skepticism when God is speaking to you. I'll just start out with that. 
uh, I was raised in the secular uh, public school system and we were not taught that God speaks to us on a regular basis. I was taught, I was programmed to think that if God would ever speak to me, it would be in a loud booming voice and I would definitely know it was him talking. In fact, that is not usually true. God speaks to us in many ways. A lot of those ways are very subtle and we have to, uh, I think, undo a lot of wrong programming, wrong thinking uh, so that we can understand how God actually speaks to us. In, from my personal experience, I was raised an atheist. I wasn't raised, I was raised a Catholic, but I became an atheist because I didn't like what religion offered. To me, religion uh, was kind of empty and hollow, and it still is. <laughs> I don't have a religion. I have a relationship with God. And God started speaking to me. And he spoke to me in a very clear voice. <laughs> Unmistakable. right? And if you're interested in that, you can go back and read about my testimony. And I heard the voice of God very clearly for quite a period of time unmistakable. But that's not how God usually speaks to people. There's a lot of people who are very prophetic and they talk about open visions and they talk about angels speaking to them clearly as you know, day and the voice of God said this and showed me that and I heard the audible voice of God. Well, if you listen to uh, prophetic leaders talk about their experience of, with God, you might think, well, God's never speaking to me because I don't hear any of that stuff. I don't see those visions. I don't hear that kind of thing. Maybe God just doesn't care about me. Maybe God's just not speaking to me. Well, he is. Those experiences that prophetic people tell us about, those are the exception. They're not the rule. God normally doesn't speak to us through open visions. We don't normally have... Uh, most most average people don't have angelic encounters where an angel is speaking to you very clearly. Uh, most of us don't have uh, visitations from Jesus where he walks into our bedroom in the middle of the night and starts talking to us in an audible voice. Those things are very uncommon. And if you travel in prophetic circles, you might get the idea that that's supposed to be normal, and it's not. Uh, it's, it's not normal. All right, so what is the norm? Well, the norm is uh, the still small voice. God generally speaks to us through um, the still small voice, through thought impressions, just little impressions that arise in our mind. And they sound very much like our own thoughts. And that's the problem that a lot of people deal with, is they don't, number one, they've been trained to think that if, I, if a thought pops into my head, it's my thought. Because no one else is inside my head, so it must be me. Well, there are actually a lot of voices that people hear, and uh, they generally attribute those voices to themselves, and those voices are not theirs. <laughs> They're actually hearing other people talking. Now, that might be a little bit of a mind-bender for some of you, but... Every thought that comes into your mind is not your thought. Uh, we are spiritual beings. We are a spirit. We exist in the spiritual world. 
we have a body, physical body, right? And our spirit is able to hear other spiritual beings. Our spirit is able to hear the voices of demons. Our spirit can hear the voice of angels. Our, hear, our spirit can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Many times those voices sound like our voice. Sometimes they don't. A lot of times they do. If you deal with self-hatred, self-loathing, condemnation, guilt, and shame, there's a very good chance that your radar is tuned into and listening to evil spirits that are condemning you. And you hear these thoughts in your mind of how much a failure you are, how you're, you're never going to amount to anything. You can't do anything right. You're, you're, God is unhappy with you. Um, God hates you. You know, all, all these negative thoughts. It's this negative internal dialogue uh, that you think is, you might think is, is you, your thoughts. Uh, it's very likely that your thoughts are being invaded by demons and you're listening to the demons talking to you. There's another message I could give about how to, you know, tell the demons, hey, talk to the hand. I don't want to hear that. But learning how to control your internal thought life is very important. A lot of people live under condemnation and judgment and, and generally you know, self-hatred and self-loathing because they listen to demons all day long. And they don't realize that they're listening to demons. They think it's their own internal thoughts. All right, so that's an example of how our thoughts can be invaded by the spiritual world. And our thoughts can be invaded by the voice of God, and they often are. The Holy Spirit will talk to us pretty regularly. Uh, ever since God began speaking uh, at the beginning of time, he has never stopped speaking. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is talking all the time. He's an omniscient insomniac. Who never stops talking he's always he is always communicating to his creation and uh, you know I'm, I'm learning about ham radio and it's a little bit I'm you know the antenna and, and the radio thing is, is kind of an interesting analogy if your antenna is uh, tuned in if your spiritual ears are able to perceive and tune and focus on that signal that's coming from the Holy Spirit you'll hear God talking constantly. I do. I hear God talking all day long in my thoughts. It's not a loud, booming voice. It's, it's not, thus saith the Lord. It's a small, still, quiet, a thought here, a thought there. I respond mentally to the thoughts that God gives me. And we just had this ongoing dialogue on this like channel <laughs> in my mind, like in the back of my mind, there's this, um, there's this, uh, there's a channel of communication going on between me and the Holy Spirit. When I'm reading, when I'm writing, when I'm talking to somebody, whatever I'm doing, I'm always subliminally aware that the Holy Spirit is talking to me. There's always this little part of my mind that is sort of having this very subtle, very, um, barely perceptible dialogue with the Holy Spirit. We just talk back and forth about things, about everything, from politics, about radios, about social media, uh, what to cook for dinner, 
you know, whatever's going on, the weather. Um, weather's been a big issue for us lately here in Phoenix because we're in the monsoon season. Uh, we thought the monsoon season ended when we had these last two big dust storms that uh, blasted my house with dust. But um, we had another rainstorm last night. And, and the Holy Spirit has been talking to me about the weather as a sign these storms have some prophetic significance. I'm not going to go into it right now. But the point I wanted to make is that God is always speaking. And he's not just speaking to me. And he's not just speaking to the prophets. He's speaking to everyone. And the key is learning how to filter out the noise. There's a thing on a radio, on ham radio. It's called the noise blanker. <laughs> yes. There is, there is actually a device on ham radios called a noise blanker. And what it does, it's a filter, and it filters out a certain frequency of noise on ham radio. You turn a noise blanker on, and it just gets rid of a bunch of noise, and you hear the signal more clearly, and the noise tends to be blanked out. Well, a lot of us need to learn how to use the noise blanker. <laughs> we need to learn how to filter out demonic voices and, uh, and other voices that are talking to us. And, and focus on the signal and not the noise. All right. So part of that um, filtering process comes down to a question of, do you know your own thoughts? Do you know your own way of thinking? All right, then let me give you an example. So uh, there I am on social media and I'm scrolling through Telegram or True Social, and I see someone uh, post a message, and I recognize it. It's something that I posted yesterday. And this person took my post from social media and copied it, and they reposted it on their page. And I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I said yesterday, word for word. All right, that's pattern recognition. I recognize that post as something that I created. I wrote that. I can scroll social media day, day after day, hour after hour, and not see anything that hits a little red flag. And then I see one post and like, wow, that is word for word what I said yesterday. All right, that's pattern recognition. I'm recognizing my, my own way of thinking. I phrase things a certain way. I think a certain way. I view things from a certain perspective. I have certain values, right? And when I see something written, that I wrote, I immediately recognize it as mine. Okay? If I was uh, scrolling social media and someone posted a meme, and I'm like, oh, look, that's a meme that I created a couple days ago. I recognize it as mine because I recognize my own creativity. That's the background. That's the Pepe crying. I, I created that meme for Pepe when he was sick. Like, I, I recognize that's my meme. Now, I'm not going to go into the relevance of any of that. But the point is, we um, we tend to recognize our own creativity and our own ways of thinking. All right. And half the battle of knowing whether you're here, what you're hearing or seeing is from God is knowing whether it's from you. If you understand the way you think, the way your thought process works, the way your creativity works, when something pops up in your imagination, a vision, you'll just think, well, that's just my, my, my imagination. That's something I created from my soul, 
for my creativity because that's typical of what the way I think. Or you have a thought, and that thought is pretty typical with the way you think, with your programming, with your training, your education, your skill set, your values. If that thought is familiar to you and it represents the way that you think, it's probably not from God. Because the Bible says God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his thoughts above our thoughts. So God's thoughts and his ways are distinct and different from ours. And one way that you know that you're hearing from God is you get a thought that pops into your mind that is completely foreign to the way you think. You see a vision in your mind that is completely foreign to your own creative imagination. It's just not the way that you create things in your mind. That's a very good clue that what you're seeing in your mind or hearing in a thought is from God. Right. And here's another example. God will also speak to us through our emotions. I'm not normally a very depressed, sad, moody person. I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty laid back. I have a pretty optimistic uh, outlook on life. If I were in a crowd of people um, at a church meeting, let's say, and I'm suddenly overcome with a the sense of sadness and grief, that's not the way I normally feel. And if it came on suddenly, that would be a red flag that that is not me. Somebody is telegraphing these emotions to me, whether it's a demon or an angel or the Holy Spirit, I don't know yet. But I would know, okay, that's that emotion is not for me. That's coming from somewhere else. Someone's telegraphing an emotion to me that's foreign. And now I want to know who it is and why are they doing that. So, uh... Let's say a couple minutes later, I'm in a conversation with a woman and she's talking about her husband who just passed away. And she's uh, in grieving and she's distraught and emotionally wrecked. All right. It's possible that that feeling of grief and sadness was the Holy Spirit letting me know you're going to meet somebody who's going to be feeling grief and sadness and I want you to offer them emotional healing. So, again, it's this issue of knowing your own thoughts, the way you think, where your creativity and your imagination works, and knowing your own emotional flow and seeing something that is very unusual. It just is a red flag. Like, that's not the way I normally feel, think, or express myself. Uh, that particular experience, if I were to... Uh, you know, offer this woman emotional healing and she accepted the offer and I took her through emotional healing about over the death of her husband and she just felt completely different after the experience. That's called the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is one way to know that you're hearing from God. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, gentleness, peacefulness, uh, right, so the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. If, if I give somebody, um, you know, if, or if I interact with someone based on something that I think God said to me, 
and it bears the fruit of the Spirit, which is healing or love or compassion or mercy. Very good chance that that was, in fact, God. Now, if I spoke to that woman and she did not want emotional healing, maybe, maybe it wasn't uh, the Holy Spirit. Maybe it was, but maybe it wasn't. But if, if you offer, uh, if you take action based on what you hear, see, feel, and it bears the fruit of the Spirit, good chance that you're hearing from God accurately. Hearing the voice of God in, in visions, in dreams, in, in prophetic revelation, words of knowledge, uh, emotions, the, another ingredient we have to take into account is faith. It's very difficult to know with 100% certainty that a thought impression is from God. Now, if Jesus manifests himself physically in your room next to you and is talking to you and, and is quoting scripture to you, well, you know, there's a pretty good likelihood that that's the Lord speaking. But in, in a situation where uh, you're just, you get a thought impression or you get a, uh, you overcome with an emotion or you see a vision in your mind, there's some degree of uncertainty there, and that's where faith comes in. Uh, we, we prophesy by faith. We heal the sick by faith. We cast out demons by faith. We work miracles by faith. Faith is required in everything that we do. And there is when there's a degree of uncertainty, I don't know if this person's going to be healed. I don't know if that demon's going to leave. I don't know if that was actually the Lord speaking to me, that thought that I just had. All right, you don't know, you're not certain. That's fine. That's why faith is required. We have to have faith. We don't need certainty. <laughs> God loves it when we, when we respond to his nudgings in faith. I think that was the Lord talking to me. I'm going to talk to that person, and I'm going to see if I can get them healed. I think I got a word of knowledge. I think they have headaches. That's what I saw in my mind. I saw a little word of knowledge that said headaches. I'm going to go talk to that person and see if they'll let me pray for them and get them healed. That's responding to the revelation of God in faith. And if that person lets you pray for them and their headache is healed, again, fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is one of the major ways that we can tell whether we're hearing from God accurately or not. But there's another way. All right. Uh, Confirmation can also come from other people. So if you have a, a thought impression that pops into your mind, and it's a, it's a really th strong thought impression, like uh, say I, I get this thought impression like that the Holy Spirit wants me to write a book on power and authority. But I'm not sure if that's you know, really something he wants to do. I just had this thought. And I had not been thinking about that prior and I'm talking to a friend on, a on the phone the next day, and he says, Hey, Dave, um, by the way, the, the Lord wants you to know that uh, he wants you to write a book on power and authority. He just gave me this inspiration he wants me to know. He wants me to tell you that you need to write a book on power and authority. <laughs> okay. Confirmation can sometimes come from others. Uh, if I'm talking to you know, other people and they confirm what the Lord has said to me, it's a good way to, to get confirmation that what you were hearing was actually from the Lord. Because if God will speak to two or three or four people about the same issue, 
if I'm talking again to another friend a week later and someone says, hey, Dave, I had this dream that you were writing a book on power and authority. Okay, that's a second confirmation. That is very, very clear confirmation that, that I'm hearing from God that he does want me to write that book. Right, so uh, confirmation can come in a bunch of different ways. Now, um, here's a very practical way that you can know that a vision that you're seeing uh, is from God. And this specifically works with visions, but it, it does work with other uh, types of revelation from God. It can work with emotions too. So I'm sitting here uh, minding my own business and I close my eyes. I just see in my mind, I see a picture. It can be anything. And I want to know if that's from my imagination or is that from the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit giving me a vision or is that my imagination making it up? Okay. Here's something to think about. If a message is being sent to you by someone else, it's impossible for you to change it. If someone sends you a text message, uh, they're sending you a message and you don't have the ability to change the message they're sending to you. Someone sends you an email. You can't you crawl inside their computer and change the, <laughs> the text, it, the email they're going to send you. It's their message. They're in control of it. You can respond, but you can't change their message. Right? When the Holy Spirit gives you a vision or a thought impression, if you do some experiments, you'll find out you can't change them. So here is what I learn to do. When I'm having an, a thought impression or I see a vision in my mind that I think might be from the, from the Lord, I try to change it. I try to exert my will over that and I try to change it. And if I'm seeing this woman and she's sitting on a park bench and she's crying, I just say, okay, I'm going to change that and I'm going to change that into someone sitting, you know, uh, in a nice restaurant uh, at a dinner table. And if I cannot change that impression by exerting my will over it, I know it was not from my soul. It wasn't from my imagination. It's coming from outside of me because I can't change it. And if it was part of my imagination, if it was some thought that I conjured up on my own, I would be able to change that using my will. But if you can't, it's not from you. That doesn't tell you whether or not it was from the Holy Spirit because there are other sources of information. Again, demons can give us visions. Angels can give us visions. Holy Spirit can give us visions. Demons can speak to us. Angels, Holy Spirit, Jesus, they can all speak to us. Then once you figure out it's not, uh, it's not your imagination, it's not from you, then you go through a <laughs> ruling out procedure, your differential diagnosis, to find out whether it was demonic, whether it was the Holy Spirit, uh, does it bear the fruit of the Spirit, uh, is it full of love, peace, joy, gentleness, right, fruit of the Spirit, or does this vision or this thought impression bring condemnation judgment uh, is it uh, full of is, is it something that's lustful if it if it has those negative qualities it's probably demonic if it has a through the Holy Spirit it's probably the Holy Spirit right so 
those are the, the ways in which you can know whether a vision that you're seeing or a thought impression or some emotion that you're feeling is from you or from the Lord. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Uh, so I, I hope that this uh, message has blessed you. I hope that you found it helpful. And now I'm going to transition to the second part of my message, which is um, the fact that for the last 10 weeks, God has been giving me dreams about ham radio. Uh, those of you who have wondering why I haven't put up a podcast uh, on my podcast channel since the first week of July, why I haven't done any videos on Rumble, why I'm not uh, writing articles and posting on my website, I have been up to my waist in learning ham radio. Uh, yes, I'm working on the book on power and authority, and I'm going to be working on that this weekend. But uh, the Lord has been giving me dreams about ham radio for 10 weeks straight. Almost, I would say 90% of my dreams over the last 10 weeks have been about ham radio, every aspect of it. And for two years prior to that, um, the Lord has given me a lot of dreams about communications disruptions. I, I don't want to describe it as an internet blackout because in the dreams that I've had where I see these communication disruptions, it's not like I don't see an internet at all. I just see problems with communications. So cell phones don't work. Um, you go on the web and you're trying to contact somebody and it's very difficult. Like you can make contact with a friend, but the interface you have to use is nothing like we're used to right now. It's clunky. It's old school, uh, you know, think AOL, dial-up modems kind of thing. Um, I just see um, problems with communications. Social media platforms that we're used to, not there. Email services we're accustomed to, not there. Like I said, it's it, again, it's not like I'm seeing that there's going to be a complete shutdown of the Internet. I, I see a very drastic change to the way communications happens. Right, so that's for two years I've had a lot of dreams about communications disruptions and then for 10 weeks straight the Lord has just been hammering me to get up to speed on ham radio. Uh, I studied for the tests. I passed the technician test in June and then I took the general in July and passed that. And I've been working on the lower ham radio bands. I'm working on the high bands too. Interesting. If, if you're curious about this at all. Um, I've been co making contact with people locally in the Phoenix area on the UHF bands, uh, particularly on GMRS. Phoenix area has a really good GMRS repeater system and we're able to talk to people around the valley on the repeaters. And nice thing about GMRS is you don't have to take a test. For GMRS, you can just pay the FCC your $35 license fee, get your call sign, get a radio, if you have GMRS repeaters nearby, you can talk to people in the local area. Uh, if you, if you want to go ham radio, uh, you have to study for the test. Uh, it's not easy. <laughs> the technician test takes a lot of studying. There's a lot of technical knowledge on it. And the general test is even worse. Uh, there's a lot of um, electrical theory, physics, uh, 
No, it's 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 a difficult test to study for. I'm not gonna lie. But I've been uh, I just feel very strongly like the Lord is wanting me to do this for a very specific reason. And I initially thought that we'd have a a, a short-term internet disruption, but as these dreams have gone on and on, I, I actually see the deep state attacking the ham radio uh, community. I've had four or five dreams where uh, they were trying to interfere with transmissions, um, take away parts of the eight ham radio bands. Uh, we're in an information war and they clearly don't want us spreading the truth on social media. And I think they're going to find a way to get us off social media. And some of us are going to take to the air and go on ham radio. And I think they're going to be pursued on ham radio too. <laughs> but but that's a lot harder to control because, you know, if you have a radio and an antenna and you're on the right, you have you know, frequencies, right? And your antenna is tuned, you can transmit. It's going to be very hard for anyone to keep you from transmitting or, or hearing. And I realize not everyone is able to put out the money and the time and effort to do ham radio. It's expensive to buy the equipment. To buy equipment to, to talk around the world and around the country on the lower ham radio bands, it's not cheap. On UHF, you can buy a cheap Baofeng uh, radio for 35 bucks. And if you have repeaters nearby, you can talk to people on repeaters in your area pretty cheap. But again, you have to get a technician license if you want to do it legally. Uh, I realize not everyone can do that, which is why I've been suggesting to some people, look, if you don't have the ability to, to do that, maybe get a cheap shortwave radio. Uh, shortwave radio has been around for 100 years. Um, there are a lot of shortwave stations that broadcast music and news around the world. And shortwave radios will also pick up the ham radio bands if you have a, a long wire antenna attached to the regular, the standard antenna. Uh, that's an option for some people. I'm not trying to spread fear porn. I'm not trying to uh, be a downer and a doomer. I'm just giving people a realistic assessment of what I'm seeing. And I think we're going to have communications problems in the future. And I'm taking... Uh, the steps that are that I'm able to take to try to keep on putting out a message. I don't know what that's going to look like. Uh, I have people been asking me like, okay, well, what frequency are you on? Are you, do you have a certain time of day when you're going to be broadcasting? Are you going to do a show? Like, ham radio is completely different. Uh, it's not like you can just go on the amateur frequencies and do a one-hour broadcast on ham radio. That's not how it works. Uh, they do have things that are called NETS, which is a regularly scheduled um, kind of a program where it's led by a person and they have check-ins with people who are on the net. Will I do a NET on ham radio? Maybe. I don't know. I'm so new to this. I'm just trying to figure out how to get the equipment working. And by the way, for all you nice Elmers out there who've been doing ham radio forever, who've been emailing me, I really appreciate all the information and the encouragement. I want to let you know, um, I have a setup that's working pretty well. Uh, we have an HOA, so I can't put an antenna on my roof. I can't have a tower. I have a, I have a an N-fed 80-meter uh, dipole that's working pretty well. Um, I'm talking and making contact to people around the country. 
and on FT8 and Whisperer, I'm making contacts around the world. Um, on, on, you know, if it's low power weak signal stuff, it's pretty easy. So I'm good. Uh, I don't I don't need a lot of uh, uh, <laughs> help setting up my antenna situation anymore. I did for a while. I was uh, struggling a lot trying to come up with an antenna solution that would work. And after a bunch of failures for about a month, I finally figured out something that works. So uh, I'm good as far as that goes. All right. Now I want to transition uh, really quickly to our ministry. So ever since 2009, when I started praying for people to be healed and I started blogging on the mobile intensive prayer unit, I've had an online ministry. In 2010, it really took off when I got on Facebook. And Denise and I have encouraged people and had a prayer ministry, healing, teaching, discipling, training and equipping. We've been doing that since 2010, all online. You know, occasionally we get invited to speak to, you know, at a church or healing rooms somewhere. Maybe once a year, we'll, we'll go and do you know, face-to-face, in-person meetings, but we don't do that very regularly. My ministry has always been online, and if we lose social media, and if we lose email, (laughs) and if we we lose the ability to communicate and connect uh, the ways that we're doing it right now through video and and articles, uh, I'm not sure what our ministry is going to do long term. I, I don't know. Because if there's uh, you know, internet disruptions and people can't use their phones and they can't get on the internet and they can't you know, listen to videos or live stream, whatever, <clears throat> they can always go to a brick and mortar church on a Saturday or Sunday and listen to a message. The brick and mortar churches will, you know, the ones that didn't fold under COVID, be able to survive uh, internet disruptions. But our ministry is internet-based, like completely internet-based. We don't have a brick-and-mortar church situation where we just have people come into our place and and hang out on Sundays. That that just doesn't happen. We've never done that. I I don't know what our ministry is going to do going forward. Uh, We're going to have to have a discussion with our board of directors and get some input and do some prayer and find out what is our ministry going to look like going forward. If we... experience internet disruptions, um, it's going to drastically change everyone's life. And Denise and I are talking about, you know, what that might look like, that we haven't come to any conclusions yet. Um, It's hard to know what services are going to be available and what aren't. Um, But I did want to just let people know we're thinking about it. Um, We have an email list on the website. Uh, will we be able to use email? I don't know. Um, this is this creates significant um, issues, and we're we're working on the issues. Uh, we're, we're we're praying for God to give us direction as to what this is going to look like going forward. You know, we have a business, we have a book publishing company. How do we publish books? Because ninety percent of our sales are online. Uh, how do we do ministry? Because 99% of our ministry is done online. Uh, I'm not sure. Don't have answers to that. But I did want to make you all aware that we're thinking about it. We're praying about it. We're 
anticipating we're going to have to shift gears and change our model of ministry. Don't know what that's going to look like yet. Uh, so that's all I have for you today on Supernatural Saturday for September 10th. Please keep Denise and I and our ministry in prayer. We need prayer. We need direction. We need clear instruction from the Lord as to what we're going to do moving forward. All right. Appreciate your time. Love you all. Take care. I'll catch you on the next broadcast.